Hey everybody, Jill Herman here. So happy to be back with you, even if I don't have a voice. So I did lose my voice. I just celebrated my 50th birthday and had a great time at my party. And my voice disappeared the next day. So I did not have the voice strength to do a full episode. Today I have enough voice to give you a quick explanation of what you're about to hear. So I took an episode that I created for a spinoff channel. Um, That channel no longer exists, but it was called Be You in Business. And it was a subscription-based channel that had a lot of success right out of the gate. And then I decided to pivot and we're creating a different channel in 2022 based around coaching. However, the reason I share that is because this is an episode that none of you have heard. So this is not recycled unless you're someone who was a part of that other channel. And the episode, when it first starts out, I'm explaining, you know, what the BU and business channel is about. You can just ignore that part. I listened myself and there's some really good content in there. It's about an hour long and I share what a lot of people don't share about business. You know, this podcast, BU, was in the top 100 in the entrepreneurship category within five months of launching with no marketing whatsoever. Why? In my opinion, it's because everything about business is about you. Your success, the things that show up in business are all about you, your anything that hasn't been healed, anything you haven't faced, anything that's holding you back, your money stories, your fear stories, or anything you have healed that has become something that's no longer a block. That will show up in business. So in this episode you're about to hear, I dig into all that. Like, how is it that some people are really successful in business and others aren't? How are some people thinking they're successful because they have the boxes checked, the money, the Instagram followers, the whatever, but yet they're miserable in life or they're burnt out or they have dead bodies. Why does that happen? Why is it that other people hustle, 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 and can never make the money they want to make? What's underneath all of that? So I'm really excited to share this episode with you, even if you have no desire to start a business or you're someone who's not in business. Let's say you are a nurse or you're a teacher or you're someone who taking care of your family is your career. This episode is still for you because the same principles apply no matter what endeavor we're talking about. So I'm so happy that you're going to hear this coming episode. I would love your feedback. Truly, I mean that. Like, what did you get out of this? What did you learn? What a haas have you had? So please take a listen, enjoy it. And I really hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And if you're someone who celebrates Thanksgiving, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I will see you back next week. There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to Be You Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. 
In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Welcome to Be You in Business. This is Jill Herman. This is episode one. The way this works is I will be talking with you, experiencing this with you, with no notes in front of me. What's going to come through in this episode is what I have learned and what I have embodied and integrated after 14 years of business. Currently, I have just launched a new business online. I have a very successful podcast called Be You. And I also have years and years and years of experience in a previous business, which I started with zero experience, having no idea what it even felt like to be in a business, let alone have a business that I started before I really looked at myself and even knew what personal development was. So thousands and thousands of lessons that came through that experience, the lessons that came through the experience of leaving that business, really, really take an inventory of who I am and who I want to be in this world and what life I truly want to create. And then intentionally walking forward, launching this podcast, which is a not yet monetized, very successful business. Technically, if you're not making profit, it's a hobby, right? I would call this a very successful passion. We reached top 100 in the first five months no marketing, no idea what I was doing, totally organic growth. And then I made the strategic decision, which we will talk about in this episode of investing in the success of this business slash podcast before I had any evidence that it would take me any further, following that gut and that instinct and that intuition that we'll talk about. Spending money that I wasn't making yet, being willing to take that risk and invest in this passion, this experience and the vision that I had for it by hiring a team before I really had any business doing that. That's going to be coming into this hour that we have together. What's also going to be coming through, even if I don't speak of it, is the time and the effort and the grit and the consistency and the failure after failure after failure and the getting back up and getting back up and getting back up that I experienced in those years of growing a business from zero to a multi-million dollar business that I operated through my phone. Someone who is tech challenged, someone who gets overwhelmed quite easily when I'm learning new information, someone who likes to just fly by the seat of her pants. The challenges and the wins and everything that came through that is going to be coming to you here throughout this whole experience of BU in business, but highlights of that right here, right now. All of the times that I was afraid to ask for the sale, but I did it anyway. All the times that I heard no, that I was embarrassed, rejected, felt rejected, what I made that mean. All the times I took a risk. And I asked the question no one else was willing to ask. 
all the criticism I got, the naysayers, the hecklers, the doubters, what I made that mean, the difference between that weighing me down and choosing to use it as fuel, that's what you just bought with this subscription. You also got the wisdom that I was able to gain through learning a very difficult lesson of hustling for my worth, working and trying to achieve to feel worthy, attempting to gain confidence and self-love through awards and through money. It wasn't the material things I wanted. It was seeing the paycheck go up and up and up and monitoring it every month. And it's as if I believed that when that paycheck went up each month, so did my worth. I had no clue back then. How did I go from that to now understanding that? That's what you're getting in this podcast. The sort of spinoff, this is a spinoff channel of BU, right? I had a spinoff career of that former online business where I, I, I listened to what people were saying and I'm like, there's a problem here. I have a solution. These women are coming to me online and saying, what would you do about this? How would you sell that? And they were struggling and I, I knew how to help them. And so having no clue what I was doing, I started creating online courses. Now I had no idea, you guys, no clue that there were actual online courses for that. I honestly didn't. I didn't know that you could take a course to learn how to create a course. I look at what I know now and I'm laughing. I was flying so freaking blind, so ignorant. And it still worked. It worked because I believed there was a problem that I could solve and I knew people who had that problem who trusted that I could solve it. And I walked forward so messy. I know the word messy is such a buzzword now, but I did. And I mean literally messy, like creating courses where the day before it started, I just had notes in a a notebook. I just had things written down on paper that I was just oozing with excitement to make a difference in their lives. Launching a speaking career, being nervous, speaking in front of people. I was never the person who was afraid to speak in front of people, but just the nervousness of, oh my God, they're going to see me. What if I'm not as good as I think I am? Or what if I'm better than I think I am and they're going to think I'm arrogant? What if, what if, what if, what if? How am I going to do that when I don't know how to do a PowerPoint? How am I going to do that when I don't have a degree in business or or a real quote unquote job in sales? You know, I was the flip-flop CEO. I was the mom in the grocery store doing the best I could operating a business from my phone that was bringing in income that was bigger than what I was making when I was a nurse. And everyone treated me as if I was some sort of poser or amateur at best. All of that I'm bringing to you here because I can sense that there's a need for this. I can sense that there's a need to talk to women about being yourself in business. What does that mean? What does that look like? How does that move? How does that walk? How does that talk? What is the consequence that comes with that? What is the reward of that? What will it feel like to be that? There are so many people who have businesses far more successful than I've ever created. I mean, my Lord, when I say multi-million dollar business, yeah, that's a pretty cool thing. A nurse who created a business that brought in millions of dollars a year in revenue. I didn't make a million dollars a year. 
That's a whole different piece that's going to come into this. Me not caring enough about myself or loving myself to question that. Why was I so underpaid? Why was it that this company was asking me to tell them how to do things? And I was contributing and creating systems and they were taking my ideas and running with them. Yet, why was I only making what I was making? Way more than a nurse would make, way more than most people in the United States of America. I get that, but nothing close to what I should have been making. But that's not their fault. Why did I accept that? Why did I not even see it? Probably the same reason I didn't see I was married to an alcoholic. I wasn't ready to see it. It was too painful to face that truth. I needed to grow into the woman who was really willing to take off the rose-colored glasses and see truth. And when I did, I had a decision to make. So that's coming into this. I'm sharing all of this with you because I don't have a resume that would like knock everyone's socks off. I don't have a resume that, that someone who's successful in business would go, oh, wow. I don't know where any people have done that. But I have a resume that lives in my gut and in my heart that I will hold up to anyone's. And that is transmuting trauma, not even done with that yet, not even close, but enough that I went from what I described before to someone now who is truly myself, who I am so tapped into my gut and my intuition I will never, ever, ever have another day when I am working so hard that I forget who I am. There will never be a day again when I look at the reward, the financial reward of a business. And I think that's more important than me taking care of myself and loving myself, having healthy relationships with my children, my spouse, having time to just be. I will never do that again. It's okay that people do, but at some point they hit a wall or they will have dead bodies behind them and it might be their own. That is a fact. This whole obsession with doing and hustle and grind, I'm so over it. I broke up with that about four years ago and now I'm completely divorced from it to the point where I don't even, I can't even be in the same room with that energy. That's how much I've changed. So this podcast is not going to just be like business tips and business tricks and da, da, da. you can find that so many places online, probably better than I would ever give you. My wheelhouse is something different. This isn't business with Jill. This is be you in business. Love you in business. Take care of you in business. Connect with you in business. Celebrate you in business. Find you in business. Because whatever business you are in, you lead as you are, as Brene Brown says. And I will say, you sell as you are. You show up as what you think you are, and you show up as what you think they think you are. And I don't care what business it is. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what your title is. I don't care when you went, where you went to university. It's there. What you really think that people think about you is the issue. It's more of an issue than what you really think of yourself. The stories you tell yourself, the lens you're looking through, that will trump a college degree, a master's degree, connections, money, natural ability 
all of it will trump that. What you think of yourself, how little or how much you love yourself and accept yourself, how connected or disconnected you are from yourself, and as I said, what you think other people think of you. All of that is, to me, the most important part of business. If you and I don't figure that out, we won't just work too hard. We will also give too much. We will overserve. We will be enmeshed. We'll be codependent. We will feel guilty for success or we'll be obsessed with success. We'll be freaked out that we're going to be too much and we don't want to make Judy look bad. Or we're going to be paranoid that everyone's better than us or both. We will be concerned about our colleagues and our supervisors, what they think of us more than, do I like what I'm doing? Do I even fucking like this? Does this fill me up? Does this make me want to lean in? Is it pulling me or am I forcing this? Because the outcome is something I think that people think that I should have. Maybe my parents. To me, that's business success. You can be hugely successful in business on paper and be a failure at what really, really, really matters. And this isn't me taking the whole humble, you know, humility thing. Well, I don't need money. None of that matters to me. I just want to help people. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying, where are you? Where are you in this conversation? What do you want? What is your heart telling you to say in that meeting? Forget your head. Forget what they're thinking, what they might say. Forget the rules. Forget all of that. What does your gut and your intuition and your heart and your soul, what do they want to say in that meeting? What do they think would contribute to the betterment of the company? What do they think would be a good business plan? What does that true north of yours say about what you're wearing to work? How you're presenting yourself? Do you look around at the people you're working with? And are you inspired and excited about that? Are you willing to say? Do you hold back in meetings? Are you worried that you're secretly not smart enough or they're going to figure you out? I've talked to people who are so successful on paper. They make a lot of money. They own huge businesses. People look up to them and they've said to me, I got to tell you, honestly, deep down, I own the fucking company and I hesitate before I say something in a meeting. Because I secretly, deep down, this is after they've done some work, right? What I've excavated is deep down, I don't think I'm really that smart. And I've hired a bunch of smart people and that's why my business is successful. But I'm afraid to speak up in a meeting. I'm afraid to share my ideas. Can you imagine that? And then you're looking at yourself thinking, hold on a minute. Wait, that person feels that way? Yes. Because we're all walking around as little children, wounded kids. And what I believe and what I've seen and I have evidence for is that the one who wins in business is the one who's winning in life. I don't think the opposite is true. I think the person who wins in life wins in business. And I don't think you're truly successful in business if you're not winning at life. And not everybody would agree with that, and that's okay. But I'm the one with the microphone, so this is is what I'm sharing. 
I know that there is so much that goes into one conversation about a product or a meeting, trying to book something, getting someone to sign a contract. So much goes into that that is unspoken. It's the energy exchange of you and that other person or you and those other people. It's how they receive you when you walk in that room. I'm not the person who's going to say, oh, own that bitch. You know, walk in there, shoulders back, fake it till you make it. Well, I'm sure that does take you fairly far, but it doesn't take you to where I would like you to go because people can sense that. Certainly, you don't want to walk into a meeting and say, oh, I'm so nervous and I'm scared. and I think I'm not enough. And But the whole fake it till you make it stuff. You've got one person in that room who can smell bullshit, you're dead. A confident woman will raise her hand and say, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Minus the bad word. A confident woman who loves herself will say, excuse me, hold on a minute. Could you go back a minute? I may be the only one, but I, I am not following you. Or you went a little too fast for me and I really want to get that. Most of the other people in the meeting are thinking that. But the woman who says that, she is the one who's winning. She is the one who's successful. Even if she is 10 levels below the other people and makes a fraction of what they make because she has something they do not have. So she'll just keep advancing and keep advancing. You add some consistency, some hard work over a long period of time. She's going to have anything she wants. Anything. A woman who's willing to look at herself, turn herself inside out, not shame or blame herself, but find those, the things in the crevices. If you listen to my other podcasts or the main podcast, you know, I've talked about the dirty sandwich in the basement, hidden in the corner, in the crevices somewhere. When she finds that, she doesn't say, oh God, it's just such a piece of shit. I can't leave that. She finds that and says, thank you. I love all of me. That's an interesting part of me. Where the hell did that come from? She understands the difference between identity and role. She understands that her identity is truly what matters. Her role is superficial. Her role is how others see her and her, you know, position and her this and her that, but that's all on the outside. When someone criticizes her or mocks her or doesn't promote her or fires her or gossips about her or challenges her in a meeting, that's all talking to her role. That's an outer shell. That's not really who she is. We're going through life and attempting to dream up businesses, launch businesses, run businesses, grow businesses, forgetting that if we don't dig in to really find who we are and be that person and love that person, then what's happening is this false self of ours that we created when we were children to protect ourselves, to give everyone else what they needed, to feel safe, that's the one everyone's meeting. That's the one not getting the promotion. That's the one getting fired. That's the one getting hired. That's the one launching the business. Do you really want that version of you going through life and calling the shots and deciding whether or not your life worked? Well, many of us do that because we don't even know that person is there. We don't realize that the personality we have is a combination and a compilation of 
every way we were trying to keep safe and be loved and not really be seen and be ourselves. When my parents did this or said that, I subconsciously reacted. I added information to that. I made up a story about it. And oh, this is how I need to be. I'm shy. Or oh, this is how I need to react. I need to not raise my hand. Oh, this is how I need to react. I need to be a high performer. I have to be perfect. If I'm not, I'm invisible. I will only be loved if. That's the false self that's walking in, buttoning up that shirt, straightening her hair, and walking in to get that job. Don't let her fuck it up. Because accidentally, unknowingly, she will absolutely do that. You can still have a great life. She's not going to mess your whole life, life up. But you will never have the life that you could have because you're not really you. Your business, the company you work for or the company you own, whatever that business is, needs and deserves you, the real you, the wise you, the secure you. The you who is loved and appreciated. The you who was given grace. All parts of you. The you who can pick up hustle and grind and work her ass off and then set that shit right down. Put it down and walk away. Just like putting your cell phone down. I don't mean like on the table, flipped upside down while you're looking at it every five seconds. I mean, it's at home. You don't even know where it is like that. The woman who can work her ass off and then pause and say, hold on, let me check myself. How do I feel? What's my body telling me? Why am I doing this again? Am I taking it too far? Do I have a time limit on this? Like, is this going to be a week? Is this going to be months, years? What's the end game here? What am I trying to get? What do I hope will happen when I get that? And when I get that, what do I hope I will feel? And when I feel that, what do I hope I will feel? And when I feel that, what will I hope happens? And when that happens, what? And then when that happens, what? And when I get that, oh, shit. I'm doing this because deep down, under, 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 25 layers down. Are you kidding me? I'm hustling for this goal because deep down, completely unrelated to my boss, unrelated to this company, unrelated to these goals, I'm just trying to be seen? What the hell? That's the kind of work that we can do together. And that's what I'm inviting you to do. Because you may choose to say, oh no, I'm in check. Yep, I have strategic imbalance. Yeah, I'm going to be out of balance for a little while, but I understand why. And it's temporary. I'm still nourishing my soul, my heart, my body. I'm still hydrating. I'm still connecting with other people and with myself. But I'm going to work and work and work and work for this amount of time for this outcome. And it isn't to feel worthy. I already am worthy. I already know who I am. I don't need this shit to make me feel like I'm whole. It doesn't mean I don't want it though. You see, you can use this as like a, almost like, you know, the people, and I used to do this, I don't really need that. It's okay. You know, I'm good enough because they're really afraid they're either going to be bad at it or they're going to be too good at it. They're afraid that they're not enough or they're going to be too much, which is really another version of not enough. It's about saying, yeah, I want that. I deserve that. I want whatever that is, but I don't need that to feel that I'm enough, that I'm worthy, that I'm lovable, that I'm, I don't need it for that. This is a whole new dance. 
This is a whole new dance. You don't become someone who doesn't have any goals. It's just the goals are different and they have different meaning. And there's a whole different energy around them and in front of them and throughout them. It's just a different dance, a whole different existence. It's like going from a murky pond to a beautiful, clear, blue body of water where you can see everything and swim freely. It's so much better. Now, swimming in that pond is going to serve a purpose. It's going to make you stronger and you're going to build up your little gills. You're going to be a better fish, let's say, because of the experience. But there's going to be some point when you figure this out. It's like you're swimming in that pond and then you bump into something and it happens to be a mirror. And you're like, what the hell am I doing? Hold on a minute, what? And then you figure out who you really are. And then suddenly there's a portal from that pond that goes into the other beautiful crystal blue water. And you're like, what the hell? I could have had this. No, you couldn't have actually. Now you can. Now you can. And you get to decide when that is. Maybe it's another lifetime. Maybe it's by the time you're 85. Maybe it's this month. Maybe it will take you a few years. But you get to decide that. How you and I think about how we feel about and the stories we've created about money, that has so much to do with how we land and what we don't create or we create in business and how much money we can actually bring towards us. Many of us are doing what I did. And that is picture yourself with your hand out, like making a stop motion, right? Stop. But the other hand is waving towards you like, come on, come on, come on. That's how I was with money for years. I was begging for it and working for it and sweating for it and trying so hard for it. And I was doing everything right and being so perfect. Why wasn't it coming to me? Or if it did, why was it leaving? I didn't have a gambling issue. I didn't have a shopping issue. I was giving so much away because I had my hand out to God in the universe saying, I do not deserve this. This is dangerous. This is bad. Because that's what my body thought from my experiences when I was a child. Remember, we talked about the false self that was created. I had a whole story subconsciously beneath the water. Picture the iceberg, right? 5% of it's above the water. 95% of it is below. That's where all of this comes from. And the below is what's calling the shots. That's the scary part. That's the false self below. And so I couldn't figure out why I never had the money that I wanted. And I also wasn't grateful for what I had. Why would anything bigger than me give me more and help it stick when I didn't appreciate it? It just defies all that we know about the law of attraction, about energy, just about truth in general. I'd get it and I give it away. I get it and it's not enough. So it's like I'm spitting on it and throwing it down. Can you imagine if you had a child and you give them a gift and they do that? Would you want to give them more? And would you think it was wise to give them more? No, you would wait until they matured, until they were grateful, and then you would reward them. And if you didn't, there would be consequences. Business is such a head game. There's so much head trash floating around and we think it's just about performance and luck. Performance and luck. Performance, luck, and hard work, I'll say. It is so much bigger than that. 
How is it that you see people who have worked their tails off for years and they've been so obedient to the systems and they never get to where they want to be? And then you've got people that just show up and go, I think I'm going to do this. And then they soar and you're like, uh, excuse me, Amy. Um, I've been here before you, like you're, you're cutting in line. Like I've been in this, this long ass line out in the hot sun for hours and hours and days and what feels like years. And you just showed up as the new girl. You don't get to get ahead of me. And she looks at me and says, well, I have a secret pass. Where'd you get that? Well, you're going to have to dig to find that out. That's the same portal that was in the pond. It doesn't just appear for everybody. When you find yourself, you will find it. When you find actual truth instead of the bullshit you're looking at in the outside world, you will find it. You'll have that same super pass, whatever they call it, to jump all the lines. Now, you're not going to get in the very front because you got to have some real life humaning, right? You've got to actually, you know, dedicate some time and have consistency and be willing to sacrifice, but you're going to jump so many lines by doing the work that people don't want to do. It's a different kind of work, that journey within. And you have so many versions of it, right? You're going to have coaches and people that will tell you, oh, do ayahuasca ceremonies and do this and do that. All that's great. You have other people to say, it's all about mindset. Do the mindset work. You know, go walk on hot coals, scream a lot. Take this course and that course and do the affirmations. And you know what? What I believe is that you know your body and your heart and the real you knows what you need. Ask. Center yourself. Quiet yourself. Get away from technology. Get into nature. Get out of your head. Just do some breathing. Do some journaling and and ask yourself, oh, I don't want to do that. That's so weird. Okay, fine. Then don't ask to be more successful. Then keep grinding and hustling and either have dead bodies behind you and broken relationships and a lot of money or no success at all. Doesn't matter to me. What if you did that? What if you were willing to do that weird stuff? What if that's the answer? What if that's the freaking answer? What if that's how you get the path that lets you jump ahead in line? That journey inward. Just asking yourself, what what route should I take with this? How should I learn more about who you want me to be? How do I become the person you already know I am? How do I show up and truly become the person you've already created me as? How do I do that? How do I do that? How do I connect to you so directly? that I can feel what course to take. I can sense who should be my mentor. I can feel whether or not I should answer the question or pause. How do I tune into that? How do I tune into you? By tuning into me? What? Yes. Yes, we're connected. You know inside of you the answers. You know. What will resonate with you better than any expert, any business coach, any sales trainer, any course you could take 
deep down, you know what you need. The teachers and the mentors, they will show up in perfect timing. And they will have the message that you need at the moment that you need it. And if you're listening to this right now, this is one of them. Not me, Jill Herman. I'm just, I'm just a vessel. I'm just a skin suit standing here delivering a message to you. But if you paid for this subscription and you're listening to this, this message is for you. Don't ignore it. Every word, every word of this is meant for you. Look at what's available to you and ask yourself. Don't ask me. Don't ask anyone else. Ask yourself and your creator, one and the same. Ask that divinity, that GPS, that clarity, that isness. Is this for me? Should I go forward with this? I learned an exercise from a master coach recently, and I haven't done it yet, but I recommend this. As you're deciding here what to lean into to improve your results in any business whatsoever, you write down whatever it is. Let's say you have three choices, and you put them on three different pieces of paper, and you step on each paper, and you center yourself, and you ask yourself, Is this the one for me? And observe your body. Do you lean forward? Do you fall back? Do you feel resistance? This sounds cray-cray, I know. Remember what I said? There is so much that we don't know that we don't know. What if you did this? The person who shared this with me is one of the best coaches in the world who has coached people far more successful than you and I. So, Success leaves clues. I'm doing it. Are you? I think it would be interesting too to film yourself. Take your camera of your phone, turn it on video and watch yourself with your eyes closed. Do you lean forward when you're standing on that paper? And then how do you feel? What are your observations? Hand on the heart, other hand on the belly. Breathing. Hmm, interesting. Let me go to the next one. You'll know. You'll know. So I'm so grateful that you were drawn to this. So grateful and so excited about what we're about to do together. I am going to pour my whole heart into this. My intention is that everything I have learned in my whole life, right? But especially starting that business 14, 13 years ago, everything that I shared with you earlier about that, that all of that is going to come through to you in these episodes and every mistake and every failure and every celebration and every win, it's all for you. That it was all for you. That I will look back at me, a mother, 36 years old, three kids, working three jobs as a nurse, drowning in debt, going to get myself a new car that wasn't a new car I was excited about. It was a car that would save me money on my monthly payment at a used car lot. The guts that it took and the intuitive hit that I listened to that caused me to walk up to the owner of that lot and say, has there anyone who's ever talked to you or your employees about health and wellness? Do you think I could do that? Even though I didn't even know how to do it, That, that is coming into this. I'm going to show you how to unbecome and unlearn and excavate the woman who can and will do that. Shaking in her boots, 
not fake it till you make it, shaking in her boots, being vulnerable, being willing to say, I don't have any idea what I'm doing, but I'm betting on me, will you? See, that's not faking it till you make it. That's different. Saying, I've never done this before. I have a brand new business I'm so excited about. I would love, love, love to share with you and your employees a little bit more about how they could be healthy. Just imagine if they were healthier, how do you think they would show up at work and how much more do you think they would sell? That's all I said. And he said, done. Name the time, name the day. And I said, just so you know, I've never done this. Just so you know, I don't care, he said. You see, because he bought my passion. He bought my authenticity. He bought my realness. He bought what I could feel, that energy. That's what he said yes to. I was no nutritionist. I was no health coach. I had nothing. Yeah, I was a nurse, but nurses know nothing about nutrition unless they've studied it on their own outside of their career. I didn't know anything, but my heart knew. And because I took that leap and listened to that and was willing to walk forward, by the way, and not sabotage it, which I tried to, by the way, I tried to sabotage it, tried to cancel, thought about just not doing it. But when I walked forward, I got the same result that I got when I started the podcast. I got a positive result because when you are truly following your true north, you can't go wrong. Even if you don't get the sale, it's not the wrong direction. You'll feel it. It will get you one step closer to where you're supposed to be. He didn't just say yes. I showed up to that meeting. He didn't just have his employees there. He had every manager from seven different car lots there. And he had food catering. And you know what food he had? Fruits and vegetables. Because that's what I was there to sell them on, to educate them on, to share with them. He said to them, she's an expert. Listen to her. They all bought it, all of them. And until I got out of that business a year ago, he was still a customer 12 years later. I know how to show you how to have a conversation with someone and not let your head trash get in the way. I know how to show you how to have a conversation with someone and sell them on an idea without selling them on the idea. Sharing it with them without being attached to the outcome and not just saying that to look good, but truly surrendering because you know you're gonna eat. This might be crumbs. You might have to fast right now, but you are eating at some point. There is no doubt in your mind. You get to just be yourself. You get to just chill. I am telling you, there is a way to be that way. There is a path to that. And I'm telling you, I know how to do it. I've done it. And now that's who I am. I was a fucked up, insecure, full of anxiety, traumatized little girl in an adult body, married to an addict, got married too too soon, too young. I mean, How did I do what I did? No education to support this whatsoever. Dropped out of a liberal arts prestigious college because I had a nervous breakdown after an abortion. Was supposed to be an art history major and I wanted to be a curator of a museum and blah, blah, blah. Ended up with a two-year associate's degree to be a nurse just so I could pay my damn bills. And I created a multi-million dollar business based on helping women succeed in an industry that everybody doubted and mocked because simply I was willing to tune in to what God was telling me to do. Didn't listen all the time, skinned my knee many times that I didn't listen, 
But overall, it was just gut, 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 heart, heart. What do I do next? What do I do next? What do I do next? Yes, my head played tricks on me. And yes, I got into hustle mode and I made a million mistakes. I'll tell you about that. But my point is that I am telling you, I have your back here. I don't care if there are other people who've made way more money and had more success. I so own this story. And I have the track record to prove that this works. It's not a system. You're not gonna be able to take notes and say one, two, three, four, and then check them off. You have to go buy someone's course for that. Millionaire in 60 days or less. Six figures in six months, all that shit. Nope, not gonna get that here. It may be a windy road. It may be like connecting dots that don't look like there's a connection, but I promise you, I will deliver. I promise you. If you really follow this, you will see change. You're gonna have to do a lot of work outside of this podcast at whatever pace you want, but I promise you, you will get ahead in ways that you can't even imagine creating a ripple effect that will last your lifetime. And it will open up doors that would never open without it. Talk about the portal in the pond. Oh yeah, portal after portal after portal after portal. The water just gets bluer and clearer and easier to swim in. More beautiful, more refreshing. I have not arrived. My God, I'm almost 50. And I will tell you, I started so late. It was 30, I was 36 years old when I decided to get into business. And I had to make so many mistakes for so long to finally start figuring this out. I'm so behind compared to so many people. My Lord, I know people who are 30 who are where I am right now or beyond where I am. That's okay. Everything that happened before that was supposed to happen. For me to be the person I am right now, to be able to share with you what I'm sharing, I had to have more shit. I had to have more mistakes. I had to have more pain. I wasn't supposed to win early. Sometimes I wish I had, but that wasn't my path. So wherever you are, you weren't supposed to win like you're gonna win. You weren't supposed to yet. You were being polished like a stone. You were getting a few calluses that are necessary, but you were also opening up, opening up and cracking open so that more could flow in. I'm so excited to talk to you about a system that I do follow and did follow that keeps you from giving and serving to the point where you lose yourself. Strictly in business. Who gets your time and who doesn't? And how much time do they get and why? And how do you feel about that? How will they feel about that? Does it matter? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about doing too much for people, making the bed for them and then wondering why they don't know how to make a bed. And then when you walk out of the room and say you're not making it, why they will be pissed off. How you create ungrateful employees or team members. How you create people and relationships in business who always expect more from you. How does that happen? How cocooning everybody and wrapping everybody in bubble wrap feels really good at the time. So you get to avoid and you get to avoid and you get to avoid and there's no controversy and it's everything's great. And then it bites you in the ass. How and why does that happen? And what does that look like? And what are the signs? How do you avoid that? We'll talk about that too. How to not ever, ever feel guilty about or apologize 
for your success. Oh, women, you know that we struggle with this. And why do we look at other women who are more successful than us? And why do we, even if it's secret, secretly, why do we tear them down? Why are we jealous of them? Why are we angry with them? Why do we wish we were them? Why does that happen? And how can we create a life where it doesn't? How can we be fully surrendered, but absolutely have an eye on the prize and say, come hell or high water, I will get this. How do you do both? How do you have your arms out and your hands open, fully surrendered, while completely driven to be more, do more, and have more, and to win? How do you get to do both? I promise you, I have figured that out. I have absolutely figured that out. That to me is success. How do you sell anything without feeling salesy, without coming across salesy? When you're connecting with someone, you're always selling something, even if you don't want to call it sales. So many people are like, I'm a marketing person. I'm not a salesperson. You're selling. You're selling when you're doing marketing. You're always, you and I are always selling each other, ourselves, something. It's simply an energy exchange. It's simply an energy exchange. It's simply asking ourselves, does this person believe that they have a problem? Yeah, they have a problem. That's not what I asked you. Do they believe that they have a problem? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, maybe you should ask them that. If they believe they have a problem, do you have a solution? Well, I think I do. Okay, that doesn't count. Do you have the solution? Yes, I do. Do you believe in your solution? I mean, I think I, (laughs) do you believe in your solution? Like, are you positive it works and do you feel good about it? Like you really, really, really believe in it. Yes, I do. Are you certain that that person believes that you have the solution? And if that person does believe that you have the solution, are they willing to fix their problem ever, let alone today? And are they willing to fix their problem today with you? Sold. If any of those are a no, it's not a sale. But if we know that ahead of time, if we know that walking into it, there's no pressure. Because I'm certain that I don't want the sale if any of those are a no. Do you? What will happen? The sale will be made and then it will crumble later. At some point, there will be fallout. I mean, do you want someone dating you or let alone committing to or marrying you if they are not all in 100% certain? No. We don't want someone working for us. We don't want someone partnering with us. We don't want someone buying from us ever unless they truly, truly, truly believe that it's the right decision not from their head, but also in their gut. We didn't bullshit our way there. We didn't strong arm them. We didn't convince them. We didn't try to get them to say yes. We didn't sell them on anything. That is mastering sales. You may have to talk to more people, but it's going to feel so much better. And what's going to happen is you are going to be being that type of sales, right? Be you in sales. You're going to be being you 
And what's going to happen is you're going to attract more conversations that have that vibration. Please don't trip over millions to pick up pennies, as they say. It'll be so tempting. Sale, 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 sale. I checked that box. I checked that box. I got that award. Yes, I advanced in my numbers. Yeah, I think I'm going to get a raise. The, the tortoise wins the race for sure. Be methodical. Be willing to pause and respond instead of react. Let the time between stimulus and response be not just longer, but rich in introspective conversation. Reading the room, reading the person, asking them really, really good questions. What's a good question? A question that matters, that's what. A question that doesn't come from your head. A question that is 100% heart to heart. Those are the questions we want to ask when we're selling, when we're hiring, when we're partnering, when we're recruiting, when we're firing. That's the conversation, heart to heart. Heart to heart. Well, how do we do that? That's what I used to say. How the hell would I do that? Is what I thought, I mean. Because no one ever said this to me. But when I was navigating through that all in my head, I would have never been able to have this conversation. I wouldn't have been able to be on your end listening to the conversation. I would say, I don't have time for that. Stop talking. I need to go sell somebody. Bye, Felicia. Meanwhile, just picture like a running disaster, like a, you know, like a tornado with feet. I mean, I got some stuff done, but at what cost? (laughs) When you sell the way I just described, even if you don't get the sale on paper, it's not like just, oh, you're, you know, polishing yourself and you're learning and you get to like put that lesson in your backpack and all that stuff's true, by the way. I'm mocking myself because I say that stuff. That's true. It's not what I'm talking about right now. What I'm talking about right now is that experience of tuning into that energy and really assessing heart level, slower, right? Reading, hmm, asking great questions, being willing to just fully surrender. When you do that, I am telling you, that vibration is who you become. You are already that, so you start behaving that way, but then that behavior creates this vibration so that you attract more potential clients that will be with you like that, that will want that, that will be attracted to that. You will be so refreshing to people, but their heart will be like, oh, I was looking for you. My God, I was looking for you. Thank God. Everybody will be able to just breathe. You will sell so much because those people will buy everything from you. They will buy everything you're selling. Is it because you tricked them? You convinced them? You enticed them? No, because you're aligned with each other. That's why. That's how you become a magnet, like magnets to Iron Man. Picture that. That's how you become. And then that creates momentum. And that momentum does what? Creates more luck and creates more success and raises your vibration even higher. Ooh, new game and new game and new game. Wow, I don't have to spend as much time on this. This is so much easier. Wow, I just looked and I'm like cutting in line. I didn't even know it. I've got that past that I didn't think I had. I'm in that clear blue water. My God, I am in that clear blue water. Okay. Thank you so much much 
for betting on me and for betting on this. Thank you for following your heart, your gut, and your intuition, your soul. Thank you. And your creator is saying to you, good job. This isn't about Jill. This isn't about her. This is about you following your gut because this message was for you. I cannot wait to be with you once a month and dig into everything we just talked about. Remember, breathe, love yourself, and surrender. Surrender.